Welcome to the 3D Disciples Podcast, where we're working together to develop disciples who display God's love as we deploy into God's world. I'm your host, Hannah, and with me today, as always, is Jason Hunter, pastor of FBC Clarion in Clarion, Pennsylvania. Time to hit the trail running. So today we're talking about the gospel and how it's a part of the manual. And at the beginning of the manual, it emphasizes the 3D Disciples Manual. It emphasizes what is the gospel. So let's start there, Jason. Can you explain? The gospel? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, well, generally speaking, everybody, or I won't assume everybody knows, but the, the, the basic idea of the word gospel means good news. And so when we talk about the gospel, we're talking about the good news of God. In particular, we're talking about the good news of Jesus, um, what Jesus, how he lived, um, why he came, what he accomplished by his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and that there's this hope in Jesus that the relationship between God and man can be restored. That's the good news. The bad news is the relationship between God and man has been destroyed. The good news is that through Jesus that can be restored or brought back into a right relationship. Right. So it's a manual kind of explains it as these four segments, which is remind me, this is creation. Yep. Then the fall. Yep. Then rescue. Rescue or restoration. Rescue or restoration. And then I forget the last one. What's the last one? Uh, restorate. Restoration is the last one. Oh, so we missed the one in the middle. <laughs> well, rescue, restoration is how it rescue. goes. So it's, yeah, so it's creation, fall, rescue, restoration. Right, right. Sometimes people, the second one, sometimes people will say uh, redemption, rescue or redemption, being redeemed. Okay. So. And so in the fall segment, um, that quite often is most people would talk about Adam and Eve. And I've felt like people have always just wanted to blame Adam and Eve for why we are where we are. But I kind of look at it more as it's each person's choice, like generation after generation to obey or disobey God. Like, would you kind of agree with that? Or is there something else you want to add? No, I mean, it's a both and yeah. um, kind of thing. Um, so in, in theology, everybody's always talking about original sin and the taint of original sin and, and how, the the original rebellion against God, Adam and Eve's rebellion, is passed down to us all. Mm -hmm. And so there's a verse that says, in Adam all have sinned. And so we have okay. received some punishment or we've received this, the, the broken relationship is inherited through Adam and Eve. And so okay. we were born, actually, I think David in one of the Psalms says, you know, I, in my mother's womb, I was conceived in sin. Like I was right. born yeah, sinful. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't take very long <laughs> for us to personally confirm that in all our lives too. And yeah. so, so yes, well, there is original sin, but there also is our own culpability because we act that out pretty quickly and pretty easily. Um, I, I, I tell people all the time, there's not a parent Ever who's taught their children how to be selfish or how to be angry or how to get in a fight, you know, mm -hmm. th those things just come naturally. So we confirm pretty quickly our sinful nature that and and do things our own way. And so, so yeah, so it is both and. Right. Okay. Um, so what has changed for you in your life since you've accepted this good news or the gospel? Um. Well, part of it is for me um, is just an awareness of that fallenness, awareness that that um, too often 
when I'm asked the do you love me question, and that's really kind of how I phrase it or how I think about, about obedience, about the relationship with God, that, that, that God is asking us a very simple question, do you love me? And, and, and the Bible makes it clear that the way we show God we love him is we obey, and right. obedience is the love of God. And so, so when he puts this, this, these uh, mandates on us or, or, or just gives us commands, like within the Garden of Eden, what he's really asking Adam and Eve is, do you love me? Will you not do what I've asked you not to do? Right. And, and so I'm, I'm aware, I guess, of how much I love me more than God. <laughs> mm. uh, just understanding the gospel that it makes me very aware of often when I'm face that decision of whether to do what I want to do or to do what God wants to do that a lot of times I'm loving me. Right. Um, the good news is, and part of the good news is, that God still loves me even when I don't love him. Right. And so I've found a lot of peace in that. Um, and the more I understand the good news, the more I understand what God did for me, the more I understand my sinful state, the more I do love him. And so it does motivate me to be uh, more obedient. But at the end of the day, it comes down to a, a very simple thing for me. Um, God said he would save us. If we put our faith in Christ, if we ask him to save us, he'll do it. Right. And at the end of time, either God is going to do that or he's not. <laughs> and, and he said he would. And so I believe in that. So really, mm -hmm. the probably the biggest thing for me uh, that, the, that the gospel has changed my life is there is just this overwhelming sense of peace mm. that, that I believe God will do what he said he's going to do. And, and so that knowing that I can go into eternity prepared to face eternity yeah. brings peace. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> just thinking about that. Cause I know I have so many um, just close relationships where the person is not at peace and is anxious all the time. And quite often it's someone who is not following Jesus or just might know the good news, but hasn't started to become a follower yet. Um, I actually, my mom is up visiting um, this week and she was talking to me about my aunt, her sister. Mm -hmm. um, and my aunt's had uh, extreme rheumatoid arthritis for, I don't, I don't know, 40 years or something like that. And, and, and she's been on all these steroids. And so, um, so over that time, all that medicine, those steroids, everything is just, you know, her bones break at anything. She's now getting ready to go blind because of the damage that those steroids have done to her life. She, wow. she has pulmonary issues. I mean, she's really in really bad shape. Right. And, uh, my mom was just telling me how she was having a conversation with her the other day. And uh, so she just got the news that her eyesight's going. She's going to be going blind. There's nothing they can do about it. This is the next step in her mm -hmm. disease. Mm -hmm. And my mom said to her, and she, and she thought it was kind of weird. She said, I think people think I'm weird. She said, um, and she's talking to her sister, and she said, do you ever think about just praying that God will take you home? And she's like, cause you'll be so much better. You'll be with, you know, you'll be with mama and you'll be with daddy and you'll be with brother Bruce. And, and, yeah. and, and, and that's, that's faith in the good news. That's faith in the gospel oh, that you can, you can. That's all my dad was saying when know, he was approaching death. It's just like, I just, when's Jesus coming? Like, cause he lost his vision and, and those such things. So, so, so that's, that's the yeah. change. That's what the good news should do. It mm. should really have a profound impact on how we face the end of our life, 
which should have a profound impact on how we live life in the moment. Right, right. Because you want, not you personally, but what God wants for every person who walks this earth is to come to know him. And that's hopefully not a decision you just make right at the end of your life, but we're all trying to disciple each other and encourage each other to do that now so that we can have that peace throughout life. Um, so we did ask our listeners, what is the gospel? And then we did get a response. So I'm just going to read that to you, what they said here. Um, so they referred to the gospel as found in 1 Corinthians 5, chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. And they commented, death, burial, and resurrection. We need to see we are dead and need his life. Yeah, well, that's that's probably one of the go-to verses. I, I like that verse, and I, and I think in the manual, I actually quote part the, another part of that verse uh, in the gospel intro. Um, Paul's writing to the Corinthians, and he says, I give to you, or I deliver to you what I've received of first importance, <laughs> the gospel. Mm -hmm. Jesus died, Jesus was buried, Jesus was resurrected, and he appeared to all these people is basically what it says in that. Right. And, and so that's, that really is a nutshell version of what we would call the gospel of Jesus, this, the, the end of Jesus life that he, you know, that he lived this perfect life. But, uh, and, and at the very end, he, he dies uh, on the cross as a substitute for us. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we stress the burial because that's a bodily burial that his body was put into a grave. Um, and so he was fully human, fully God, and he really died. And so right. he was buried, um, which is our hope because it talks about as he was resurrected, we will be resurrected. And he came back to life. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I kind of think about that as... Um, kind of God's stamp of approval, like the sacrifice was good. Right. Uh, I, I've, I, sometimes I don't, I'm not crazy about all the illustrations I use, but I think they're helpful in, in grasping some of these big concepts. Yeah. And so I kind of think of Jesus's death on the cross as the payment. And I think of the resurrection as the receipt, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like payment received. Here's, here's your receipt. Right, you know, right. He's back to life. Uh, and, and that's our hope, you know, in that. And so that's the gospel proper or the main gospel it, and it's just always important to see where that fits in to that bigger gospel story the bigger good news right because in, in matthew uh, of god yeah because in matthew 4 23 jesus is going around delivering the gospel but yet he hasn't died yet or been buried yet or resurrected so like what's he referring to when he's saying i'm delivering the gospel um well i think he's talking about that at least one of the things I think he's talking about is that overarching that, you know, the fall that, that we were created to be in a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And there was the so creation, you know, the, the purpose of creation was for this, us to have this relationship, this really close relationship with God. That's why God made us for us, this love relationship, mm -hmm. the fall, which is the breaking of that, where Adam and Eve and all of us subsequently said, no, I love me more than I do you. I'm mm -hmm. going to do my own thing. Um, which is basically what the fall is, the the rescue or the redemption part of it. That's that part of Jesus' death, burial, resurrection. That that's the that's the kind of the motor <laughs> that makes right. the whole thing function. Is right. is okay. what he did there, and then the restoration. Jesus is coming back, and that we are going to be with God back in that right relationship. Uh, some people call it um, new creation. Like so, you got creation. Uh, people use all kinds of different words, interchangeable, yeah. kind of talking about that bigger, the bigger story, the, 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 
the theological term is the meta narrative that covers the entire Bible from mm. Genesis to Revelation. Okay. And um, that's kind of how it's referred to. And so some people will talk about creation, fall, redemption, or, or rescue, and new creation because that's how the Bible describes the end of things that there's this new creation that's going to be just like the first one, perfect in every way. And the relationship with God and man is restored. Right, right. And I'm looking forward to that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that's at least part of what what uh, um, Jesus is starting to bring to the people. It's, uh, I think in March, gospel it talks about he going around the, the gospel of the kingdom is how Mark refers to it in chapter yeah. one of Mark. Is like he's telling about this, this kingdom that's coming. Um, he's talking about spiritual kingdom. A lot of the people at that time were thinking much more about an earthly kingdom like David would have. Right. Right. Cause I mean, cause we, do you think like throughout the old Testament, we were introduced to a bunch of people who could have become like the savior, but just kept falling flat of like what that was to be. Um, I don't know that they were intended to be the savior. I think they were t intended more to be examples of the savior. Mm -hmm. Um, that they're, um, again, I, I, the term that people use is are types of Christ or typology. Like, hmm. like they, they, they give us little bits of what the real Messiah is going to be like. Oh. So for example, yeah. Noah, actually we think about in the story of Noah and the ark, that the ark is the coming Messiah, that there's this vehicle, this way of being protected from God's wrath. And oh, so, it, yeah. so it describes, it shows, shows what the Messiah is going to do. He's going to come so that we can be preserved through the wrath of God. And oh, so yeah. we, we kind of get into Jesus and he takes us through the storm that's coming. Uh, David is uh, about a being a king. And so he's going to be this, this conquering king that comes. Mm -hmm. uh, Moses is this deliverer. He's going to lead people out of uh, captivity. And Jesus says, those who come to know me, when you know the truth, it will set you free. So he's kind of a Moses figure that's yeah. leading us out of our sin, out of our bondage to our sin, to the promised land of, of God's kingdom and, and heaven. And so, uh, so that's kind of a, a, a different way of seeing what the Messiah is going to be in Abraham's story. Uh, when Abraham's taking Isaac up on the mountain and he's getting ready to sacrifice his son and, and God says, and Abraham has a famous line. He says, God will provide a ram because that's what Isaac asked. Well, we got the wood, we got the, we got everything, but the sacrifice. And he right. said, God's going to provide his own sacrifice. Right. And so that's another hint of what the Messiah is going to be. He's going to be this sacrifice. And, right. and so over and over, these Old Testament stories are, are just kind of the story of Joseph being sold into captivity, but comes the back to save the people and provide during the famine. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this son that's been mistreated actually becomes, you know, the, the second the most important, you know, the savior of the family. And we think about when Jesus says he goes now, when he left, he says, I go to sit at the right hand of the father, Yeah, you know? And so there's just all these like little hints. You can't like unsee Jesus and throughout right. the Bible once you start right. looking for it. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, he's, he's everywhere through there and it's just little hints and little hints and little hints like this and like this and like this. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, is it our job to only worship Jesus then? If that's what the person who's through all throughout the Bible? Um, well, yeah. I mean, that, so the term, um, I, I, I'm a, a uh, self-identified evangelical. And you hear a lot in the news and a lot in politics about evangelicals and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, 
probably need to understand just what that is because that's actually connected to the gospel. The word evangel or the, the base word of evangelical, the okay. evangel is, is a, uh, oh boy, I'm gonna mess it up. It's a Greek word that's gospel. That's the, oh, that, really? I never knew that. Yeah. That's what okay. that. And so when you're saying you're an evangelical, what you're proclaiming is I believe in the gospel. Yeah. And that's, that's the base. That's uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's the, or it's, a, it's either Greek or Latin. So I'll have to look that up and confirm next podcast. Someone comment. Somebody <laughs> find out, is it Greek or is it Latin? Cause I just drew a blank, but, but that's what it, it's the, the equivalent of gospel. And yeah. so what evangelicals believe is believe that people have to hear the gospel particularly the gospel of Jesus of his death, burial, and resurrection to be saved. And if, okay. they, if they don't hear that and react to that, they're not going to make it heaven because in John 14, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm. And uh, one of the most difficult passages in the Bible because Jesus in it claims exclusivity, like yeah. I am the only way. Mm. And so we're faced with a horrible choice when he does that. <laughs> Either he is the only way yeah. or he's no way at all. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the other. Yeah. And so that's why evangelicals are all about Jesus and the gospel, because that's literally what the term means. Right. So when we're talking about this 3d disciples and we're trying to deploy what we're trying to deploy and what message we're trying to get out is the good news. Yeah. Yep. The, to, to, to take the gospel, but also that 3D element to be the gospel, mm. to to not just show people Jesus okay. or tell them about Jesus, but demonstrate Jesus to them. Because right. that's kind of the idea behind disciple is 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 a good disciple um, would so mimic his master that mm. people would have a hard time knowing was it a disciple or was it the the actual master. Mm. And that's kind of, that was the goal of every disciple to yeah. so be in tune with who their master was, their rabbi, their teacher, that they could do and react just the way he did, that they could be quote unquote, that person in other people's lives. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Um, so also back to the gospels four segments and maybe this we're running maybe a little short on time to answer such a heavy question, but I'll ask it anyway. Okay. Um, about, you know, that we're fallen and that God's going to bring restoration. So does God deal with evil now or is he waiting until the new creation? Yeah. yeah um, can I just say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, he, he makes it clear that, that at the end of time, at when, when he comes in judgment, we've been reading through Matthew 25 and um, the last couple of weeks in our, in our services, that there's a time of judgment coming where he's going to separate the sheep from the goats oh, and, yeah. and people are going to have to give an account for what they did. So there is a time, there is a time of God's wrath coming again. Mm. Uh, and that's what we're trying to get saved from, we're trying to, you know, again, kind of... Uh, get ourselves uh, with Jesus because he's the mediator of peace between God and man to, to be one of his sheep and welcomed in to his kingdom. Mm. Um, how God deals with stuff now, um, I'm not 100% sure on uh, mm -hmm. because, because um, but I think God's a lot more gracious than we give him credit for. Oh, yeah. Um, I think a lot of what we 
define as judgment or God's wrath is more natural consequences for our very bad decisions. Yeah. Um, and so when we sin and we do things our way and not God's way, it usually doesn't work out good. <laughs> mm. uh, it, it's there'll be, it might be pleasurable for a season, the Bible says, mm. but, but, uh, that, that it's usually going to have some kind of repercussion, some kind of something bad's going to happen because God's always loving us. And he's always trying to get us to have the best life we can, can. And the best life is by following him. Um, so I think a lot of what we define as judgment or wrath is more natural consequences. I think God's more gracious in that. Mm -hmm. I think for disciples, there's another element that sometimes God disciplines us. And discipline's a little bit different than judgment and wrath. Discipline has an idea of for your good. Yeah. It's an educational component. Yeah, almost to get you right back on the on the path that right. is best for you. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a corrective. I care about you. Mm -hmm. I, I love you. He's the father, right? And so fathers discipline their children. The Bible talks about this in Hebrews. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how you know God loves you because he's, you know, he's trying to correct you. That may not be pleasant all the time, but, but, no. but his intent is for your good. Punishment is more retribution and vengeance. And the Lord says there will come a time for his vengeance and his wrath and for, for the guilty to be fairly dealt with. Mm. Um, but, but I don't know that he's meeting that out a whole lot, especially on disciples right now. I, I definitely like to try to get people to think about he's discipline you because again, there's another word connection, mm. disciple and discipline have the same root word. And so okay. to be a disciple means to be one disciplined. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, 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 Disciples that, just a multi-layered go on and on. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, there's a, that connection, you know, so don't sign up to be a disciple if you don't want the discipline because they're, they're, the word roots are linked. That, that is what it means to be a disciple. Nice. Okay. Or well, at least part of it. <laughs> so we're trying to rehash the gospel. I'm sure we didn't cover all of it today, but is there anything else you'd like to add? about the gospel? No, it's just, uh, it is the most important thing. It is what drives everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and so we want to understand the gospel, um, understand what the claims of the gospel are. I think this is kind of how I said it Sunday. We need to make sure people understand what the gospel claims that you can have a right relationship with God through the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus. That, then they're confronted with, well, do you believe that or not? Do you trust that or do you not trust those claims? And then what are you willing to do about that? Are you willing to adjust your life to live changed by the gospel? Will it make a difference? Are you just going to like, okay, I understand what it is. Probably right, but I'm not going to actually accept or apply that to my life. And that's where that whole change idea, when we really give ourselves to that, put our faith in that is how we would probably articulate it. So that's our, that's our goal. All right. Let us encourage you to follow the gospel and make that change. That brings us to the end of another episode of the 3D Disciple Podcast. Well done. You've taken another step into becoming an intentional disciple of Jesus, and that is no small feat. Don't forget, we really do want your questions. You can text us at 814 334 8426. 
We ask you to consider following the podcast. That way you can be notified every time a new episode drops. We invite you also to come and worship with us at 1030 a.m. on Sundays. You can join us at our Main Street campus, which is in downtown Clarion, located between the Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's. Or you can find our online campus on all the platforms like YouTube or Facebook by just typing in FBC Clarion. You can find everything else you need at fbcclarion.com. All the links are found in the description below. I want to take just a moment to thank Hannah, our host today, as well as Brianna, our director producer behind the scenes. We'll see you next time as we take another step into following Jesus.